The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. If you're building, buying, or selling a home, the real estate crew's got news for you at the Real Estate House Party. With attorney Rick Carter. Real Estate House Party. Paralegal Kathy Holsthausen. Real Estate House Party. Come in, have fun. And comedian Tony V. Now, here's real estate attorney Rick Carter. Welcome and thanks for joining us here at Real Estate House Party. We have a couple co-hosts down today. Right? I was going to say. I know, I know. We got beautiful cast with us today. Uh, what's that? <laughs> we have a beautiful cast with us today. Not, not the Kathy and Tony are beautiful. Yeah. But. Well, Kathy's off. Um, Well-deserved vacation. She hasn't had yes. time off for a few weeks. Um, so, um, and she, we've, we've been making it work pretty hard lately. Couple times, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock noon. Oof. She's she's been there till so. Oof. We thought she, it's you know, rough on her. Yeah, it's yeah, rough. Yeah. It's been rough. And Tony V's skeet shooting right now. Wow. Okay. The Matt Light Foundation. So. Huh. And if you know y'all, you probably think that Tony's probably a little crazy up there with the skeet shooting, but. He is. He is. You <laughs> yeah. I trust that man with Pe- a gun. People. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> people try to coach him how to do it. He, you know, yeah. No. Tony V. Have you met Tony V before? He's no, uncoachable. He He's uncoachable. So we have Martha Harvey from Mortgage Network, right? Good and to be we here. Jen Delisle from Keller Williams, hey. the founder, right? And you told me actually your group team. Oh, Inspire. Because they're all watching. The Inspire Realty Group's watching right now. I hope so. so. Yeah. Thanks for so. having me. You didn't know we were going to be live, right? Uh, yeah. I <laughs> right now. Here we it. go. All in all our prep meetings for the show, you, you didn't know it. So. <laughs> no prep. <laughs> <laughs> no prep at all. So this That's is how good. we prep for this show. Uh, exactly. Like exactly. It seems to work out better. That's when you think too much about this. Uh, that's when we run into trouble. But I thought it'd be great to have you two on because, Martha, you do a lot of lending in Mass, Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Yes. And you, New Hampshire broker, but you yes. just got your mass license, right? I did, I did. That's very cool. So we're going to talk about some of the difference between Massachusetts and New Hampshire today. And, Perfect. And you're going to, by the end of the show, you're going to tell me how you actually love attorneys, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I love <that. laughs> Because I preface our initial conversation was how New Hampshire, they don't seem to like attorneys around here. They love title companies. We love title companies. I know, but by the end of the show, you're going to say, oh my God, what was I thinking? I'm going to use Cattle Law <laughs> Office forever. So, Or I can change my name to Cattle Title, all right? <laughs> How's that sound? So, so what's going on? Before we even start on that stuff, what's, the market is, has shifted in the last few months, huh? It's almost back to normalcy. Almost. Almost. And you know what? It's very town specific, I think, and very yes. price specific. Yeah. Um, you know, some markets were kind of back to that normal right. where maybe you have one or two offers, that kind of thing. But in other markets, it's still... Crazy. Crazy. We're bidding over. Right, we're seeing right. 10 offers. It really depends. It's very specific. Right. Because we've, we've seen the last couple of years that auction effect where... Uh, yes. Yeah. Twenty-five, thirty offers on a on a particular property, which isn't bad, but it's the lack of contingencies on the exactly. on the purchase sales that I think right. is really, really uh, throwing us off. And hoping people are going to stay in that home a long time to make up for that, you know, well over asking offer. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so mm-hmm. I know. So the contingencies have been a real problem. Um, I seen the home inspection was probably the worst one. Yes, I would agree. Home you know. inspection and appraisal gap coverage. Right. Those were the two big ones. I so think. with the home inspection, though I get nervous about that for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. for the listing broker, 
for the selling broker, obviously yes. for the buyer. Here's some of the things I've got lately just from <laughs> after the fact. So uh, one had a foundation problem, called uh. me called me four or five months later. I didn't, luckily, we didn't do the closing. He didn't want to deal with anyone who was involved in the closing. He says, I got a huge foundation issue with my property. What do I do? And I said, well, what did the home inspector say? No home inspection. Right. I said, well, I said, what about the person sale? He goes, well, they had me buy it in as his condition. So uh, huge foundation problem. What else do I have? Uh, windows are not closing. Sometimes, I don't know if you see it, um, sometimes people think during the buyer's walkthrough, mm-hmm. they get to start negotiating things. Right. Almost. <laughs> It's a little late. A little late for that. So all of a sudden, so I had one uh, who actually, I don't think she saw the condominium unit. Yeah, we've had a lot of those the past two years. I don't see. What is it, just all virtually done? Yeah, we'll FaceTime. We'll do, I've had clients I've never even met face-to-face where we're FaceTiming from across the country and then they don't even come to closing. I just had one in Hampstead where um, they were coming from California. We closed on the house. The house sat there vacant. Really? For a month till they got here, and they just just saw it. I'm gonna make sure it's the right buyers, huh? That's yeah, scary. Yeah, I mean it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. So, but people are doing it all and, through. And FaceTime. the reverse is real trouble when someone's renting a place that they don't own, mm. pretending to be yeah, the landlord. Exactly. Yeah, or I'm sorry, the owner of the company there. So mm-hmm. now I, we, I see most of the time where buyer's remorse is usually in that situation. Sometimes because they they haven't done their due diligence on the property. I right. feel like we're seeing some of that from like 2020. We've even seen folks that have, they're waiting for that two-year mark. And because they have so much equity, they're selling. Right, right, uh, right. Or they came here at the very beginning of the pandemic. And now they're right. like, you know what? I think I want to go home. Right. And they're going back to Texas or wherever on yeah, the West yeah. Coast. I've had a few of those. They're too. reaping their money and well, running. And companies are starting they can. to require people to come back to work. Right. Their jobs so, are changing That's again. weird. Shocking. Like, <laughs> I hope Kathy Holtzhaus is watching this. <laughs> There's, there's now going to be a requirement at Cattle Law Office <laughs> that she physically comes to work from now on. No would more that, Would that be too much? I know. I know. So, uh, so yeah, we had one uh, probably the other, well, maybe a few weeks ago where the buyer was, first time he saw the house, buyers walked through mm-hmm. and uh, said, uh, this doesn't look anything like the, <laughs> the pictures, the pictures wow. I got. So, wow. And he backed out of it. Yeah. Wow. I think that's one of the first times I, I've seen that. So. Uh, you're seeing that more with, well, not, not as much now. You're seeing home inspections now coming back? They're making a comeback. Yeah. We're, we're starting to do them. Maybe they're part of the contract, but for example, maybe we won't do a full one. Or yeah. we're going to say, like, we're not going to ask for right. for everything. Or so you a, just use it for amount. informational yeah. purposes only? Information only, only and that way at least they're comfortable. They can get a home inspection. Yeah. So if there's something like a foundation or something just something not, we can't come to terms amount. with. Then they do have the right to back out. All right. To back out. Let me bounce to Martha with that question then, because I get this a lot. So on a lender's perspective, if they find an issue in the home inspection, put in the purchase sale, your underwriter is going to want to see that taken care of by closing. Or have an engineer's report if it's a foundation issue. Right. So if you are planning on taking care of it yourself post-closing, our recommendation is less is more. You know, no Maybe one, a closing cost credit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Closing cost credit, um, reduction in sales price, combination yeah. of both. Yeah. You know, however you can manage it because any red flag property related will be scrutinized. You, even <clears throat> even if you put in the person sale, it's subject to a radon test, right? Exactly. Uh, because then the underwriter you're wants to see. to see that. You right, know, and it's, right. Uh, 
Title V is different in Massachusetts mm -hmm. because that's a requirement of the state. Right. So right. everyone's kind of used to seeing those. New right. Hampshire has never adopted right. it. Whether the, you know people still do septic inspections, but it's not you know anything like Massachusetts. But when it comes Live to some of these, free or die in New Hampshire. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> but in, if it fails in New Hampshire, right, you can't get your loan. So exactly, that's, exactly. Right. So at least you're still protected, but it's not the law. Right. So, so in New Hampshire, you're not required to give a septic. No. They call in Massachusetts a Title, Title five, 5 certification. Correct. Yeah. But in New Hampshire, so what do most buyers do that when it's a private septic system? What are they doing? So usually we'll have that discussion. Yeah. You know, do you want to include septic or not? And we'll yeah. just give a ballpark. Hey, if it fails, this is going to be the price. Just yeah. so you know up front, are you prepared for that? So, um, so this give and takes with the buyer or the seller? This is, for example, I'm sorry, with the buyer, okay. I might say. And then, but again, like, like Martha said, um, if it fails and the lender knows, you're not going to get that loan. Right. So that's incentive so for the seller. So if it fails, do most of the sellers take care of it yes. then? Because yeah. another buyer is going to come along. Exactly. And the same thing is going to happen. So most likely they'll take right, care of it right. at that point. But there's no requirement no. up here. No. Right? And I have found over the years that once a seller finds out about a property issue, then they are almost required to disclose Correct. that they property They must problem. disclose it. If so their that, agent knows too. Right. Yes. So. so in New Hampshire, you do have the seller's disclosure, right? Right. So, which is similar to, yours is, in New Hampshire, is actually a requirement, right? Yes, we right. have to. Whereas in Massachusetts, that's one of the things where it's they don't. optional. And a, yeah. And a lot of times, if it's an estate, you'll get a seller disclosure right. and it literally will say, don't know, don't no, know. No idea. You know, no idea. No exactly. Idea. Right. I know. Never lived in property, you know, right, whatever. Right, exactly, exactly. So. How about well water? What are you doing? What are you guys looking for in New Hampshire? As far as water? Um, it, th there will be like a potability test, which means okay. it has to be drinkable. You know, it can't have arsenic in it. It can't have, you know, any of the, the state regulations on the levels right. of all these certain minerals right, that right, are right. going to be found in So well you're not going to give a loan if it's not up, Correct. up to... Correct. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And some investors from the lending side do not allow for a water filtration system. They want to make sure that that well water mm -hmm. is... Good oh. as is. Oh, really? They don't want you to be yeah, able yeah. to manipulate the numbers. Right, right, right. Interesting. Well, so. the type of loan, right? It really Correct. depends on the type oh, of loan. Oh, definitely the type of loan. It's not so if it goes, if that, if it goes to you, so it could get denied the loan, right? Mm -hmm. Then it goes back to the seller. Have you run into the situations like that before? Uh, sometimes even with new construction where they have to provide right. potable water. But if it's, you know, we'll try to negotiate or that kind of yeah, thing. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like right. arsenic's a big one, radon, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. But then if it's something else, if it's just like it's hard water or something like right. that, That's it is just what it is. is. You know, exactly. you're going to have right, to. Right, right, it is right. the granite state, you know. Right. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> the other big thing is uh, in New Hampshire, we get this a lot with, and you probably see it a lot, with a Massachusetts seller. So in Massachusetts, they pay the excise state tax oh, of four dollars yeah. and fifty six cents mm -hmm. per thousand, and houses are about a million dollars these mm -hmm. days. So, so they're paying four thousand five hundred sixty dollars on their sale. New Hampshire is a little bit little more expensive. Yeah. So Seven fifty a piece. A piece. Yes. Right. Right. So they not they get whacked if they're selling in Massachusetts, going to New Hampshire. Then on that million dollar house, right. seventy five hundred dollars. Right. Each. Each. Right. <laughs> right. Right. The other big difference between Mass and New Hampshire is. New Hampshire just goes right into a purchase and sale. Yes, it yes. does. No fooling around. Right. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I've learned up here, because, um, again, I, I practice in both states. They don't like addendums in New Hampshire. No. Right? Mm -hmm. New Hampshire's, yeah. Well, they put in, like, we the little quit. clauses. Yeah, yeah little clauses. Yeah. yeah. I remember Handwritten. Hand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the worst. <laughs> I remember years ago when I first came up to New Hampshire, I had my typical, and you're going to love this. This is going to be an example why you don't like Massachusetts <laughs> attorney. And we're going to get back to you in a second. But oh I sent uh, my rider, which every, every uh, Massachusetts attorney, we almost have the same riders, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We just kind of regurgitated, sent it back around. So now I get my New Hampshire deal. I sent it to this New Hampshire uh, attorney. What? Who's <laughs> he says... I don't have time to read all of this. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I said I've never read that as a you know. Uh, so yeah, so it was, and I had to tell the client. I said I can either protect you as much as possible. I'm not sure if the seller is going to sign this, mm-hmm. but the other attorney doesn't have time to read this. So so, so here we are. Wow. So back to you. <laughs> Why do we not like attorneys out of Massachusetts? Hmm. What twelve minutes? Oh, look at. Do she's, I have to share this? <laughs> She's right. Oh boy! On the I've waited. On the I've hot waited. Seat. I've waited and waited. Go ahead, tell me. Our first silly thing. Yep. Go ahead. You make us drive to you. Oh, that's <laughs> like. Can you drive to Waltham on Friday at four o'clock? No. Oh, like we're insane. Like first you know, of all, none of us drive anywhere anymore, so oh. you're safe on that one. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I think the other thing. I mean, usually the only thing I found is starting right away on the title work. Sometimes it's hard to. You know, I find that some attorneys, not all, may wait till the very last minute, and then if we have a problem, it's too late. And so then we're going to have to bump the closing or something like that. So that's, I would say, the only thing I've run into. You know, when we do a title search, if I'm representing a seller, Mm -hmm. which I've always said this is a great idea, I'm applauded with this idea. Good. Thank you. No one ever does it, though. (laughs) When you list a house... Yes. The title search should be done. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. See? I, a great well, idea. Um, In insurance, I, too, pulling it, that. Exactly. Because yeah. I can tell you, I had a, a loan last year. It was supposed to close in July. It didn't close until April of this year. Wow. It was a, a title problem. It was a, a license to sell. Yeah. The, the probate court had never been done properly because the estate attorney wasn't an estate attorney. Yeah. He was a family friend, didn't yeah, yeah. file the right paperwork. It mm-hmm. was land court. Those are the attorneys you should stay yeah. from. <laughs> it was land court. <laughs> right. Which oh, forget it. Which was still dealing with COVID. Just learned about that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, land court. Yes. Haven't had that experience. Oh, so yeah. you're going to love land court. <laughs> it, all I can tell you with, you know, like from the listing side of doing title work and all, Absolutely. You know, whatever you can do to unearth any issues up so front. So that's my yes. suggestion. You yeah. get a, I think that's a great suggestion. You, you, you're about to get a listing because you should see the stuff we've found. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. There's I mean, always some error or some so We have a chain. couple big ones. First, first couple times this year I've ever seen this, um, the seller didn't own the property. <laughs> Little things. I know. <laughs> Worry I about have, it. I, I know. had that happen to have somebody you? where I sold, my buyer purchased a property. Yeah. The seller said, oh, I'm using my own attorney to do the deal. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. So then that seller went and turned around and said, oh, I'm going to sell the house now because I had yeah. multiple, multiple yeah, yeah, properties. Yeah. Turns out that seller's attorney deeded the wrong house to my oh, buyer. So the house nice. my buyer was living in wasn't <laughs> even owned by, they owned a multifamily. They, they, it was just wild. I'm like, oh, how does this happen? So right. they deeded the wrong property. Yeah. Yeah. Did they get the mortgage on the property too? I wonder. Well, yeah, I, it's wild, right? Yeah. They had to fix it and all that, so they yeah. could sell the multi. But I mean, I've never had that happen. That's the first first time for right. everything, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I've seen crazy. someone where they uh, they supposedly it was a two unit condo, foreclosed on one, uh, but they they foreclosed on the wrong one, foreclosed oh, on the next door. Oh no! So they, there was always marketing. You know, it's it's a mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. another one I saw where. Uh, 
the, the divorce agreement said, you got to deed this to my ex-husband, and uh, that was never done. It's like right. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. The ex-husband dies. dies. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's divorce. I always think when there's, there's certain scenarios when, when uh, in a sales situation where you got to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Divorce is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. That separation agreement. Yep. So, mm-hmm. all right, what else do we not like about attorneys? That- that's, that's really it? it. All right. So we're going to be. That's an so easy list, right? Oh, oh, laundry okay. list. That's, oh, we're going to be short. We're yeah. all going to be getting hugs <laughs> at the end of this. And, oh, my God. I didn't know you guys were so well, nice. From, from the perspective of a lender, I can tell you a closing does, it, it's much more seamless, I find, with an attorney sometimes. Because with the title company, you don't necessarily know who they're sending. It might just be a notary. Mm-hmm. So if it is just a notary, they're not explaining to the buyers, especially first-time buyers. And that's you know the difference. If you're a seasoned buyer of property, you know what you're signing. You've seen all the disclosures. Mm-hmm. First-time buyers like everything explained. Absolutely. And they're nervous. It's the first large purchase that they've made in their life. So I think having the courtesy of being having someone explain a note, a mortgage, here's your first payment date, you know, all of those important facets to those documents that a notary isn't necessarily going to be schooled enough to know what they're making them sign. What Jen's thinking. She said, I just came out of this podcast. (laughs) I don't know if that views me. (laughs) I'll use you, okay? I know where my buyers want to (laughs) go. I'll, I'll use cattle yeah. uh, us from now on. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's just what I've no, I know, noticed I know. as a distinct difference between the two. And that's not always the case because a lot of title companies do have attorneys that do closing. Right, right. So I'm not making a blanket statement right, at right, all right. because there are a lot of title companies I do use. It's just a matter of you know making sure that who they have sent to a closing is important. Oh, definitely. So. You know what we see a lot is... Um, Unrecorded mortgage discharges. Yes. yes. You know, you probably Especially see those. Especially with all the refis. New Hampshire's actually a little better on it, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Massachusetts, I don't know. Uh, they do have a lot of issues on their closings. They I just, had it happen to me once. Oh, you did? I refinanced, mm-hmm. and since I'm a realtor, I knew to yeah, check, and you. they never did it. Yeah. And wow. then they've mailed it to you, and you're going through all the reams right. of papers trying yeah. to find this You know what discharge. people should do is they should check their title and at least check how they own the property too mm-hmm. but they also should check and it's and in massachusetts it's very easy you just go on mass land right. records and you see a mortgage on there you just see if it's discharged or not right. but um you probably this actually we talked about on one of our other podcasts where uh the latest frauds are um they're conveying property out people don't even know they're doing it they're fraudulently oh conveying out oh, wow. right like someone who owns like 10 pieces scary. of property that they're, they're just deeding out the property so they don't even know they don't own it anymore oh my God. but you also should check on how you own the property mm-hmm. i think new hampshire charges to to view unlike mass land records yeah mass land you records. can check on yeah like nhds <laughs> yeah and you exactly. can see if you're some exactly. of that stuff yeah. yeah oh the other scam out there is after i don't know if you get this from your buyers at all when they uh when they close on it they'll call me up and say is this legitimate? I have a company who just called and said for $99, they'll send me a deed. Right. No. I feel like we always say at the closing table, that's a scam. Yeah, good for you. Exactly. Just, yeah, yeah that's good because yeah. a lot of yeah, so a lot of people say, should I Between just Between that it? and all the um, the warranties that they sell and oh, yeah. the life yeah, insurance, yeah. know that the lender is not selling your information. Right. The lender right. will never do that. Right, right. They're right. going on public records. Right. They're right. finding your information. They know exactly who you went through for a mortgage, how much you borrowed. So it looks like they have all these pertinent details that would 
seemingly be sold to you, but it wasn't. Right, right. So. The oil companies used to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> they were brutal. So do you need, I, I heard you just bought your house. Well, you know, how do you know that? So, uh, but I would check to see, everyone should do this, which no one does this, on how they own it. If you're, if you're married, mm-hmm. do you own it as husband and wife, tenants by the entirety? In Massachusetts, mm-hmm. that's a problem. If you don't put that on there, if one of you passes away, it doesn't go to the other person. So you know what joint tenancy versus that. What's the difference? So in uh, in Massachusetts, it's the what difference between you probably learned all this. You just I feel got like your, I just took, read this paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking back Jen's here. Saying, oh my God, he's the critiquing me, critiquing me about is this a surprise test oh here? Wow, I'm waiting for my professor to jump out ASL. <laughs> so in New Hampshire, it's usually their uh, joint tenant or tenant in common. Which just means uh, if one of you passes away as a joint tenant, it automatically goes to the other other. person. As a tenant in common, it goes to whoever you designate. You correct me if I'm wrong because you (laughs) just studied all (laughs) that. As a tenant in common, it would go to whoever you designate through a will. Okay. And in Massachusetts, there's one added, uh, I guess, uh, way to own a property, which is uh, husband and wife tenants by the entirety, which Mm -hmm. gives you a little bit more advantages uh, against creditors. Mm -hmm. So. Um, homesteads and a little different in New Hampshire and Mass. Mm-hmm. We do bounce around. I, I, mm-hmm. I, pre- I preface this show during our prep time, saying <laughs> we do bounce around. So homesteads are a little different in Massachusetts. Now you should put on a form. Uh, there's an automatic, small automatic um, homestead protection in Massachusetts, but you should put an affidavit on if you're going to own it as your principal residence, also to protect you against investors. So, and that's up to three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, it, it could be up to five hundred thousand. Okay. And in New Hampshire, it's automatic when you buy. What else do we learn from New Hampshire Mass class? Uh, oh, no smoke difference? detectors needed in New Hampshire either. No, huh? I feel like my home inspectors always say, it's "Live for your die." If you don't want to put a home die. inspector in there, or <laughs> you do whatever you fire, want. You don't have to, but I mean. I love that you sense. do. Yes. <laughs> I love the live free or die. I saw, yeah. I saw a guy in New Hampshire driving around his motorcycle, no helmet, yep. a big gulp on the phone, <laughs> a radio going. I said, wow. They, blaring. They, blaring. They just don't care about it. <laughs> nope. So let's talk about on your end things that you've seen lately. And I'll, I'll tell you some of the things I've seen um, with people. I had a guy the other day who. Uh, applied for one loan on that loan, uh, said no no child support. Uh, he got denied on that loan for, for a couple of reasons. Close uh, uh, to another little lender, again, no child support. Don't you know he has child support? Mm-hmm. I mean... We recommend... That, that you don't lie on the, on the application? Little things. <laughs> it is fraud. Um, but even from the standpoint of... I love that format that, clothes. I don't know if you guys yeah, have it. Yeah. Do not commit fraud. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just about to, but yeah. you gave me that form not to commit fraud. I better not now. One last chance. Yeah. It's more... <laughs> <laughs> the importance of telling ev- all your skeletons right. up front, because they will be found out. You right, know, right. Because of all the... When the mortgage market melted down in 08 and 09, all these fraud and check and balance things were put into place by yeah. whether it's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac or whether it's the government you know, itself, that we, have, we are bound to follow all of these checklists. Yeah. The checklists are all these automated systems that it's run through, and whether it's old properties that you've owned or, you know, you might only be on the deed of a property because you're yes, parents. You so you can actually find nationally mm-hmm. other properties right. that person might own, right? And a lot of times it'll end up being the parents have 
put the right. property in a trust and you're the trustee. Oh, yeah. And it's a I condo in Florida one. and you don't right, even right. know that right, you right, own it because right. they just went ahead and did it. Right. I don't know. I don't know. That's my parents' right. house. Right, well, right. No, it's not. Right. You know, and right. so now you're obligated on, there might not be a mortgage, but you're obligated for the taxes, the, the condo a, fees. The HOA fees. Exactly. Right. Yep, yep. So, you know, it's, that can hinge if you are already kind of teetering on a debt to income ratio, mm-hmm. it can really hinge on you qualifying. So, Say everything up front. Sometimes there's ways around it. Sometimes there's other programs that can accommodate for it that allow for over a 45 debt to income ratio. It's knowing up front so you're not having to scramble when it's two weeks from closing. And what do you mean my loan got declined? Right, Mm -hmm. right. You know, we like to know up front so we have a little bit more. Now, do you guys ask what type of loan they're getting? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you're getting a VA loan or an FHA loan, it's a lot different than getting a conventional loan, I imagine, right? Right. Right. Do you get pre-qual letters, pre-qualification letters? Mm -hmm. Pre-approvals. We like pre-quals aren't worth the paper. Right, right, right. right. No, that's a good point. Yeah, pre-approvals. So how involved are your, that's a good point, how involved are your pre-approval letters to get it out of that pre-qualification stage? Um, A pre-qual, you know, just so the listeners understand, is really just you saying, I make X amount of dollars per year. (laughs) I don't have any debt. I'll pay it back. Don't worry. I want to buy for 500,000, whatever. Um, and I say, yes, you're fine. Yeah. The pre-approval actually verifies whether they're self-employed. We get tax returns. If they're salaried, we get W-2s and pay stubs. We get the bank statements that show that they actually have So the you actually have all that before all the pre-approval? Yeah. Yeah. In the past year or two especially, it's been more important that we have that. Yes. And it specifically says that. Because when we're in a multiple offer against 10 or 20 other folks, right. that makes a big difference. Exactly. You know, especially, especially if you write a little letter or something. Right. We try to do everything we can to have the lender say as much as possible. Has this been through underwriting? Mm-hmm. Things like that helps exactly. a lot. That's a good. So what are some of the other criteria? If you have multiple offers, mm-hmm. what are some of your criteria? And I know it's probably judging one offer against the other, but there's got to be some other elements to it. I mean, do you ever think, and I probably would if I was a broker, you know, who that other broker is involved? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you know that. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's not like you're favoring, but you know that other broker and how, is good. how much due diligence yeah, they've exactly, done for their clients. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can tell in about 30 seconds after talking to someone how long they've been in business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can tell. But, I mean, I mean, the seller ultimately is going to make the decision. Right, right. But you're advising but you're them. them. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm saying this person's experience, they're going to close. Like, we're going to be fine. Right. Are we going to be able to work together if a problem comes up? You know, who are we going to work with the best? Because we're say? all a team. Commission insurance? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great really, way to put it. <laughs> yeah, And it is. It's surrounding yourself by the team of people. And whether it's a listing and selling broker working together, mm-hmm. you know, and making sure everyone's working toward the same goal. Right, right. You know, it, you, have, you have your fiduciary responsibility yeah. to your client as do them to their own. But you're working toward everyone right. selling this home and, and buying a and home. And part of that, you're looking at the pre-approval letter. If you get it yeah. some... Some online company, yeah. as opposed to we the market. We won't mention names, but... No, right. <laughs> some, aren't, some aren't even online companies. I mean, there's some huge entities out there's there. There's some sure. national... Yeah, right. If I see that, I'll say to the... You know, have you even spoken to this loan officer? Right. You Do you know? get the right. same person right. on the phone twice? Right. right. Is this right. even this company? You know, who am I calling? Are they on the West Coast? It's. I always... Right. I advise my folks, my buyers, to try to use somebody local. And I but. think, too, you know, when over the last couple of years, with all of of the properties going over asking, you know, to avoid appraisal issues mm-hmm. and all, having an online company that might have absolutely no idea of what our niche, you know, in whatever town you're buying in, mm-hmm. 
right, you right. know that at least it's a local appraiser going in instead of someone coming from, you know, the Cape to right, do a, right, a Hollis, right. New Hampshire cl- uh, right, appraisal. Right. It's, it doesn't work. There's some, uh, there's some window company out there, a local window company, and they goof on all these. Uh, oh, the situate. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even want to say it. We don't want to say that online. <laughs> uh, Walburn and uh, Peabody. <laughs> yeah. Peabody. They got the Hill and Haverhill there. So, mm-hmm. all right. Let me ask you what else. What are some? Can I ask you about love letters? Sure. Do they, do they still exist now? And, well, Because they're, mean, they're frowning on those a little bit more it, now. It, well, because it's a little bit of housing. a housing violation, right? right, right? right. My, <laughs> my example that I will say to buyers is say, hey, if you say, you know, we love this house. And, for example, like maybe you say you have a dog, right? And the sellers don't like dogs, right? right That's right, always my right. example. There's something in there that is going to sway them so one way or the other. So it's almost an art to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sometimes when a broker will allow them, we'll say stick to financing for instance like I have a job like especially in the beginning of the pandemic it was I have a job I know I'm going to keep my job yeah that kind of thing where the seller would feel comfortable knowing like hey this person's not going to lose their job I heard some sellers actually checking uh Facebook for some buyers oh always (laughs) to see if they really do have their job yeah yeah, make your account (laughs) private that's the first thing that's the first thing Buy, sellers do. We'll go look them up on so LinkedIn. They do. Yeah. Look them up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we like these? They do it. I mean, I, they just do it. So. Interesting. I'm so curious. Who's going to buy <laughs> yeah. my house? Right, right, right. If it's right. an emotional thing. Right. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So. I love the uh, love letters that kind of uh, the generic ones. <laughs> Dear homeowner. Right. Well, they've put in 20. They're, they give up, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. Save right, right. Now, did you, uh, was uh, your bias has been exhausted over the last oh, couple of years? It was rough. I think yeah. we were exhausted. Yeah. It was like a hamster wheel of Tuesday, right. okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're on, okay, showings Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, offers in by Monday at noon, and it was just like an endless and, cycle. And I would have buyers, four different buyers. Bidding on the same yes. home. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. And yeah. so I've given them all pre-approval letters. Right. Right. I know which one's not getting it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Based right. on what they're offering versus, I can't say anything. Right. That happens Good luck. to us too. Yeah, I mean, I've I'm had sure. two buyers offer on the same house, which is really hard. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. because of the buyer agency, I actually can't disclose that to either party. Right. Right. And right. again, in the end, you know, everyone's comfort level is different. This buyer might go here. This buyer mm-hmm. might go there. Right. So it works. You know, it is. And I am but. a firm believer in fate. I say that to my customers all the time. This one you might love and you lost. The next one you'll like more. And it, yeah, yeah. it does work out. Does that work? It does. Work that yeah. way. It does. So. I know. I know, so... But we're not seeing that anymore. No. You don't... You're nope. not seeing nope. that But back to your um, question about the financing, you know, I think originally, over the last couple of years, if someone had put in an offer for VA or mm-hmm. for FHA, they were automatically just pretty much put to yeah, the side. they were at the right. bottom of the pile. Um, right. You know, they went for and cash. The, and the big differences are it's going to be subject to appraisals, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. Can, it'll never be waived. And with, with some, <clears throat> some of those loans, the lender... Might say you got to do repairs to the property. Yes, especially yes. FHA. FHA. Especially yeah. FHA. Yeah, VA is not well, as railings bad, and painting. They oh, seem yeah. to oh, paint. Really. Peeling paint. Yeah. Peeling paint. Oh my <laughs> god! It. I've had buyers put offers. Turns in on out my they're list painting away before uh, <laughs> the buyers were doing it. Oh yeah, they would do yeah. like if you take our offer at a VA offer. They oh, said yeah. we will come over and oh, we'll yeah. scrape we'll this paint the deck side of the house. and we'll oh, yeah. paint it. Okay. Now we've had that too, and they say, "All right, all right." And the buyer will say, "All right, let me just paint the house." And then the seller says, "Well." 
are you insured? And then, oh, right. and then yeah. the buyer says, oh, yeah. you know, I can get someone who's insured. Yeah. And then the seller's worried about, well, if we don't close, are you going to charge me for that? I mean, it's <laughs> almost like, how about use and occupancy? I know we're running out of time. This is flowing by. Totally but do you do use and occupancies? Or? Yeah, like a rent back. Yeah, yeah, because they were huge. And, I yes. think it and you must probably have some criteria for that too, um, right? Normally. I mean, you can get exceptions to it, but normally they cannot exceed 60 days from the date right. of the closing. Yep. That's Fannie Mae. Yeah. You know, they j- really just don't want it because then they start questioning occupancy. And so use and occupancy is that the buyer is allowing the seller to stay, to stay in, the property in the property So after when it, the fact. Exactly. Yeah. And where it helped was buyers were able to give flexibility to that right, seller right. that needed to sell their home to then buy the next one right. because right. they weren't taking contingencies. Cash. Exactly. Right. So, you know, it worked out both ways. As long as the attorney writes in the paperwork yeah. properly, there's sufficient insurance. In case, mm-hmm. what happens if or the, the house... title company might say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you on that in a second there. But, but you said there is an exception? Because um, I know you're saying um, they want you to, the buyer to be in in 60 days. Yes. If not, you could be considered an investor. You lose, Correct. and then it'd be a right. different yeah. interest rate, right? Like right. I've had exceptions granted when people were relocating, let's say from the West Coast here, okay. but the job wasn't starting until okay. you know, September, and this is April. All right, you know, so, so there the is a little leeway on that. Exactly. It okay. just has to, it to has know. to be yeah, very specific. Yeah. You know that yeah. it might be an extra month. You know yeah. they're not going to yeah, give exactly. it. You know carte blanche on the right, right. the total because that's usually line. why we're doing it job change or yes. school finishing right. it's usually right. job change right. though so we did it quite a bit exactly and it was great for you right for both buyer and seller because uh, the seller's biggest fear when selling their house is they have no place to buy right, right. so this gave them a little bit a of little a bit buffer, of time yeah. you know a little bit of time and it freed up their cash yeah. so then their purchase wasn't contingent right. because right. in this market you can't, can't. Right. buy right. a house contingent mm-hmm. right 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 house. I did right. see one recently. Oh, oh. Like, I haven't seen it in two years. I, I saw one recently too, but not. You don't see it. <laughs> not on not a new often. listing. It, no. it, the if house obviously sitting, had been on for you know, a little for while. Two weeks. <laughs> God, God old. Two weeks. Oh, what's wrong with that house? <laughs> but it is going back to statistically more of a normal market, right. and a normal market is three to six months of inventory. Right. 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 I mean, that was always the rule of thumb. And you yeah. can so. definitely gauge. Um, when it gets back to normalcy about the contingencies. Not yes. only the contingencies, but what's in that contingency. Mm-hmm. Like when it was really hot for the seller, they would say, all right, I want to stay in the property for two months right. and I don't want to pay anything for yep. those two months. Yes. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Yep. But now you can see it shifting. They might still let them in, but now they have to pay the market the value. Yep. So yeah. you actually can s- judge how the market's going right. with the changes in the uh, contingencies there. Absolutely. Well, I think we've learned a lot. First of all, <laughs> we've learned that Jen's going to be using closing attorneys once in a while. And yeah. if she's not, I'll change to Cotter, t- Cotter Title. I'll do that. <laughs> all right? <laughs> so we'll do that. All right. I really Perfect. appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. We're going to do a seminar, right? Absolutely. In, I think in we have it. area, we yes, already we have are. it all put together. Yeah. yeah. We'll have more explosive information yes. for you. Thanks Hold for joining it. us, right. Jen and Martha, on the Real Estate Thanks, House Rick. Body. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.